You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. After last night's game, maybe it's a good thing that the Sacramento Kings season is coming to an end. It's been a fun year, a year of ups and downs, but mostly ups, a year of surprises, a lot of excitement, giving fans uh, massive amounts of hope for the future. The Kings were involved in the playoff race. They're finishing in the ninth spot in the Western Conference. So there's plenty over the last few months for us to be happy about and excited about going into the summertime. But you taste the food that you've eaten most recently. And the sour taste that is in Kings fans' mouth is the fact that on sixth man night, on the final home game of the season, a night that's supposed to be a celebration of the year where a team has one more opportunity to to get a win and, and show up and put on a show for their home crowd uh, before an entire summer. The Kings had that opportunity, and they lost to the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, not only did they lose to the New Orleans Pelicans, they lost to a Pelicans team that, quite frankly, is a G League team. And I, I usually try and preface stuff like that by saying that I'm not trying to disrespect uh, what the New Orleans Pelicans have done and, and the players that are on that roster because they're obviously talented enough to play at the NBA level. So I'm not taking that away from them whatsoever. However, when you're taking on a Pelicans team that is missing Anthony Davis, no surprise there, missing Drew Holiday, we know he's been out for the remainder or he will be out for the remainder of the season. And on top of that, missing the guy that absolutely demolished you a couple of weeks ago when you lost to the Pelicans in New Orleans and Julius Randle. When you heard all three of those guys were out and the Kings were on their home floor where they've had tremendous success this season, Buddy Heald is chasing a three-point record. The Kings are one win away from breaking 40 wins. It felt like it was in the bag. I have never approached a Kings game more confident than I had in that game last night. Going into the Golden 1 Center, believing, as did every single person in that building that wasn't a New Orleans Pelicans fan, and maybe even the Pelicans fans themselves, believing that this night was only going to end one way, with the Kings reaching 40 wins and the Pelicans not having much fight in them because of the uh, the unit, the roster that they had thrown together. And I, I literally mean thrown together. But that wasn't the case. Kings lose 133 to 129. Fans booing for much of the game. Many leaving the Golden 1 Center angry, despite the fact that they got some sweet, light blue six-man shirts. And unfortunately, even though there is one game remaining this season, it looks like... And it is now expected that the Kings will not reach 40 wins. And that is more significant than it may seem. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Locked on Kings podcast. This is your daily hub for Sacramento Kings coverage. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with all the local and national experts, this is the place for you, especially if you call yourself a diehard fan of these Sacramento Kings. My name is Matt George, former fan, well, current fan still, uh, and also a, uh, a host and a multimedia journalist, 
uh, for Sports 1140 KHDK. That's the flagship radio station of the Kings in Sacramento. And uh, it's uh, there's no faking. There's no uh, optimism to be had in this uh, th- this podcast today. Not that I fake my optimism. I genuinely am an optimistic person, and I approach the Kings uh, with an optimistic viewpoint for the majority of the time. But after a loss like what the Kings suffered last night, there is no optimism to be had. There is no positive spin on anything. In fact, it is a complete and utter embarrassment, in my opinion, for the Kings to play the way they did, for them to end their season, or at least at home, the way they did, to put on that kind of showcase in front of their home crowd. And not only that, to allow this roster, this New Orleans Pelicans team, to run all over them and absolutely embarrass them like they did. Only eight players played for the New Orleans Pelicans in this game. 31 points for Ian Clark in 35 minutes. He went 7 to 15 from three-point range. They got 26 points from Alfred Payton. Good young player, not going to disrespect him. 23 points for Jaleel Okafor. He looks like he finally has a a, a home and and his career is turning around, which is nice to see. Christian Wood, who absolutely killed the Kings in New Orleans, had 14 points. Then you had uh, Kenrich Williams with 12 points in 28 minutes. 13 points for Solomon Hill off the bench. But again, no Anthony Davis, no Julius Randle, no Drew Holiday, no Stanley Johnson. This New Orleans Pelicans team was 100% depleted. And the Kings, who have dominated teams, and I mean dominated teams, that have been twice as talented as the Pelicans, at different points this season. The same Kings that lost all four games to the Warriors by a combined 12 points. The same Kings that have defeated a lot of significant talent both at home and on the road this season. The Kings' home record was phenomenal compared to years past. Well over 500. But none of that matters... In the grand scheme of things, it does, I suppose. But none of that matters today, and none of that matters right now. Because I'm waking up on a Monday morning and and recording a podcast starting a week talking about the fact that the Sacramento Kings lost at home to the Pelicans and now have no way to finish the season at 500. Which that would have been a, a monumental achievement and accomplishment for this Kings team and many of us were hoping for it but none of us were hanging the hanging our hats on it none of us were willing to say it's the season is a failure if the Kings do not finish at 500 however I will say that the Kings have ultimately failed if they don't find a way to win in Portland on Wednesday and break the 40 win threshold Now, many of you might be asking, Matt, what's the point of 40 wins? Why does 40 wins matter? The Kings haven't been in the 40s in a win total in over a decade. The fact that that was available to them and beyond realistically achievable 
The Kings over the last nine games have quite frankly been god-awful. And it's extremely disappointing based off of the start that they got off to, based off of the, the tempo and the excitement that they were playing with, the lack of quit regardless of opponent. And what we've seen over these last couple weeks is that the Kings have fallen back into something that has plagued them for over a decade, and that's playing down to the level of your competition and allowing them to hang around. I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. The Kings are not yet in a situation to where they can take anybody lightly in the NBA on any given night. And quite frankly, what I saw from this Kings team, who got off to a ridiculously hot start out of the gate and built a 14-point lead early, what I saw from this Kings team last night is they looked over at the roster that the New Orleans Pelicans put together, and they rolled their eyes the same way myself and you did and all Kings fans did. But the difference is we're fans. They're players. They cannot afford to take anybody lightly because they're not good enough yet to ride in cruise control for 35 minutes a night and then close out the final 15. They're not good enough to do that. But that's what they did. They completely took this game for granted They got cocky, they got arrogant, they showed no sign of having any interest in giving any sort of effort on the defensive end of the floor. Willie Cauley-Stein was embarrassing. The Kings' interior defense was embarrassing. The Kings' perimeter defense is embarrassing. The fact that you have a point guard in De'Aaron Fox who finished with 24 points and 11 assists, so offensively he had a good game, and he wasn't by any means the worst defensive player on the on the floor for the Kings last night. But the fact that De'Aaron Fox knows and has shown that he can be a capable defender and a pesky defender on the ball, but he only turns that on when he wants to, you can't do that. You're not good enough to do that yet. Buddy Heald, only 12 points, went 2 of 10 from 3-point range. A lot of those shots were bad as he was chasing that 3-point record. He's now tied Damian Lillard for most 3-pointers made in your first 3 seasons of your career. He obviously needs one more to set a new record. It looked like he was more interested in record chasing last night than actually winning the game. Marvin Bagley and Bogdan Bogdanovich were good off the bench. 19 points, 14 rebounds for Bagley in 31 minutes. But he didn't help too much on the interior defense. Bogey, 6 of 15 from the field for 16 points. Went 4 of 9 from 3-point range. Offensively, he did well. And offensively, it was a good night for the Kings overall. But defensively, everybody was disinterested. Nobody seemed to care. Harrison Barnes had a great night as well. 29 points from 3-point range. But not nearly as effective of a defender. The fact that you have Harrison Barnes as the center of your defense, but you're getting lit up by Ian Clark... I get that Jaleel Okafor was a former number one overall pick and has incredible talent as a big man. But he's been a journeyman in this league, has struggled with injury, has struggled to really establish his identity. And you have a center in Willie Cauley-Stein who has been a starter all season, who has spent the last four years in the league steadily growing and, and developing his identity consistently. And you get outplayed by Jaleel Okafor? 
It's just embarrassing. And it's extremely disappointing, too. And I think the, the majority of my frustration stems from the fact that this Kings team had shown so much promise. And it seemed to be over these hurdles and have gotten through these valleys. And there would be more peaks in the future. But instead, rather than reliving and recapping what has been a fantastic and fun and exciting season, we now have to go into a summer knowing and completely understanding that the Kings absolutely have dropped the ball over the last three weeks. Head coach Dave Yeager said it himself. He said over the last nine games that they've played, they've played maybe one good game. That's inexcusable. What did we talk about all season long? How difficult the schedule was through the first half or so of the season. But then it lightened up significantly. Games last like, like last night are about as light as you can get in terms of competition. Your home floor, sixth man night, great capacity sellout crowd, and a New Orleans Pelicans squad whose best player is Jaleel Okafor, whose top three guys are out And you couldn't beat them. Why? Because you decided you didn't want to play defense. And you let yourself get beat by a bunch of of players that were hungrier than you. Guys that are playing for their careers. That are not willing to settle or expect to be around next year. That are not just willing to coast and are not going to throw, throw a fit that they're Season came to an end prematurely. They didn't make the playoffs, so now all they care about is going on vacation. I was very impressed by the effort of the New Orleans Pelicans last night. The effort of Ian Clark. The effort of Jaleel Okafor, Alfred Payton, Christian Wood. These guys playing hard. Seeing a wounded animal. Seeing a cocky beast in the Kings. And running circles around them, especially from three-point range. They set a new franchise record in in three-pointers made 19 of 42 attempts. Kings were also lit up from three-point range by the Houston Rockets. Just because the league is trending towards being a shooting league and a three-point heavy league doesn't mean you as a Kings team should be giving up 19 plus three-pointers a night and that is becoming more and more consistent with this Kings team at least over the last couple of weeks. Why? Because there's no defensive effort. We know the Kings are not a good defensive team, but the one area where they could have an effect was in the effort column. There's not a statistical column for effort, but it's still there, and it still matters. And when you aren't fundamentally a good defensive team, you can make up for it a little bit with giving effort, and there was no effort in this game last night. I don't blame any Kings fan who left this game furious, pissed off, angry, done, Tired of Kings basketball. Maybe it's a good thing, like I said to open the show. Maybe it's a good thing that we are at the summer break. Maybe it's a good thing that the Kings didn't make the playoffs. Well, that's not true at all. It would have been a phenomenal thing for the Kings to make the playoffs. And if they were in the playoff hunt right now, I I would like to believe that they would be giving a whole hell of a lot more effort than they've given over the past couple of weeks. But after games like last night, you almost welcome the end of the season. Kings have one more opportunity to end a great season on a happy note. It's not going to be easy against the very good playoff team Portland Trailblazers in Portland. 
but you have an opportunity to break that 40-win threshold. But if you don't, and if the season ends and the Kings have 39 wins, still their most or equal to their most since the mid-2000s, but disappointing. Very disappointing. One good thing from last night is that the Kings officially announced that the California Classic is returning to Sacramento. I'm so excited to have this back because as much as I'm disappointed and angry and disgusted and 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 was uh, willing to leave the Golden 1 Center last night saying good riddance, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to come back for a little while after games like that, after losses like the ones to the New Orleans Pelicans. Within two, three weeks of the Kings season being over, I'll be longing to return to the Golden 1 Center and see basketball again. And usually it's a painful process of going through months upon months upon months of no basketball inside the Golden 1 Center, waiting all the way until October just for preseason to begin. But last year, and now this year, that won't be the case. Because the California Classic, which is the four-team preseason tournament, is returning to the Golden 1 Center July 1st through 3rd, just before the 4th of July celebrations. It'll feature four teams, the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the uh, stepchild from all the way across the country. It doesn't really make sense, but who cares? The Miami Heat are back. So the Kings, the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Heat will all compete in the California Classic this year. And why is the California Classic amazing, and why is it something that you should check out? Well, Yes, the quality of basketball is not nearly as good as a regular NBA game. We were actually spoiled last year with the fact that De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, uh, Frank Mason, a handful of young players competed in the California Classic last season or last summer, and it was fun. We got that fantastic game against the Lakers to open up the California Classic, that monster dunk from Marvin Bagley. There was a lot of excitement in that building, and and it was great. And I expect still there to be energy and excitement in that building regardless. But we know De'Aaron Fox is not going to play. Marvin Bagley will probably play a little bit. Harry Giles will probably play a little bit. Who knows what that roster is going to look like. The Kings won't have a number one or first round pick, at least as of right now. Now, they could make some trades. But as of right now, they don't have their first round pick, so we're assuming that they're going to start the California Classic without a first-round pick to really showcase. But the California Classic is a fantastic event. The Kings do a great job partnering with the community. They they threw a, or put on a concert in the downtown commons. The games are typically in the uh, early to mid-afternoon, which means they'll have the doors open of the uh, the Golden 1 Center. If you haven't gone to a game where they have the uh, the aircraft hangar doors open where the breeze is coming through it's awesome I don't know if they're going to announce a concert but I expect they will the downtown commons will be off the hook restaurants will be great the weather will be fantastic and not only that the California Classic is extremely affordable if you are someone who doesn't get the opportunity to go to Kings games very much go to the California Classic I promise you it's going to be extremely affordable. And for those of you who do try and go to as many Kings games as possible, that typically sit in the upper bowl because you can't necessarily sit the, uh, in the lower bowl, but you want to experience what that is like. Lower bowl tickets for the California Classic. Now, I'm not going to throw out a number because I don't know specifically what they are and if they've changed at all. But last year, you could get lower bowl tickets close to the court for 20 30 bucks. 
It's something that I, I just encourage you to take advantage of. Getting that basketball, that, that, that exciting basketball, that cost-efficient basketball in Sacramento in the middle of the summer to kind of hold you over until October begins, there's nothing like it. And these games feature a lot of good young talent that is trying to make a name for themselves and, and find themselves onto a training camp roster. So they're going to play hard. Again, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be sloppiness. It's not nearly going to be the quality of play that you would see on a normal NBA night. But based off of the, the quality of the play of the Sacramento Kings against the New Orleans Pelicans last night, I mean, it can't get much worse than that, right? Go out, do yourself a favor, and attend the California Classic this summer if you can. Get a good opportunity to see the Miami Heat and whatever rookie uh, they end up picking. I mean, even if you're a diehard Kings fan, to see what the Lakers have out there, see what the Warriors have out there, it's fun. Get a good opportunity to see some some good young talent, and you'll probably see some names that you recognize from the NCAA tournament this year. The California Classic returning to the Golden One Center is a fantastic thing. I hope that this becomes a yearly thing. The fact that all three teams or all four teams will play each other at least, or at, well, definitely one time. So you're guaranteed to get a bunch of great matchups, double headers on all three days. So you buy your ticket and you're in there for the whole day. Concessions are cheaper as well. It's just a it's a great time. And I encourage you to take a part of it. I will definitely be out there for those games. We'll be talking about it and covering those games here on the Locked on Kings podcast. July seems so far away, I know, but it's a whole hell of a lot closer than October. So... The California Classic returning is is phenomenal news, and I hope that people make your way out there and you you get the opportunity to uh, to really experience that. And hopefully, we'll get more fantastic moments and atmospheres like that Marvin Bagley massive dunk to open up his somewhat NBA career inside the G1C. I want to take this time to tell you about Wise Camera. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. It's packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20 per camera. It's 1080p full HD. Images are so clear you won't miss a thing. Night vision, two-way audio. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products that is accessible to everyone. And having the peace of mind to have a camera system that you have set up at home. This is what my wife and I do. uh, And it goes to an app on your phone uh, where you can open your app and see what's going on at any time. It's great if you have kids at home, if you have pets at home, or if you're just trying to make sure things are going fine uh, around the house. You need to have wise cams, and it's probably the most cost-efficient way to do it while you're still getting great quality. Uh, you can, like I said, make sure your uh, your your kids are okay at home. Uh, you can uh, keep an eye on any kind of food that you may be cooking in a crock pot, stuff like that. Just making sure the house is okay, hasn't burnt to the ground. Uh, anything that you need to check up on at your home, use wise cams. You will not be disappointed. Uh, they also it has an eight times digital zoom, uh, a live feed for you to check out, uh, free rolling 14 day cloud storage, and no subscriptions as you focus or as you uh, sign up uh, right now. And because the cams are just $20, you can get a lot of them and set them up really wherever you want without 
breaking the bank. For just $10 more, WiseCam Pan gives you also 360 coverage in under three seconds. So if you don't want to buy as many cams and put them in specific corners, you can get one camera for one room or maybe even your living room. Put it right in the middle and it sw- spins all the way around. You can see everything. Check out Wise Cams. Make them a part of your home. Make them a part of your security uh, and uh, live a little bit easier and a little uh, less stressed knowing that at any time, just by opening up your phone like you would to check Twitter or, or social media, you can check on your house and make sure everything is A-OK. I want to thank everybody who uh, tuned in to today's uh, Locked on Kings podcast and also a very special thank you to the many of you, I'm talking hundreds of you, that I got the opportunity to meet over the course of this season at the Golden One Center. Even though last night was not the uh, the note that we wanted to end the home section of the Kings season off on, uh, I had so much fun being inside the Golden One Center this season, watching this young Kings team play, being able to experience the the thrills, the fun, fantastic game-winner moments like Bogdan Bogdanovich. And eventually here, when, as the season comes to an end, we will uh, relive our top moments and our favorite plays from this uh, 2018-2019 season. Uh, but none of it beat having many of you contact me and come up to me and say you listen to the podcast and want to talk to me before the game or during the game, halftime, uh, ask questions or just have a general discussion. I hope that for those of you that I did get the opportunity to meet, you felt that appreciation. And even if I haven't met you yet, but you listen to this Locked on Kings podcast, I hope you know how appreciated you are, how much I do not take you for granted. Uh, even if we have disagreements on certain things uh, or we've had interactions on Twitter that have maybe seemed uh, a little hostile or debate back and forth, have gotten a little fired up at times, I truly Everybody that I get the opportunity to talk to and interact with and who takes the time to listen to this podcast, even if we fundamentally disagree with one another, I do not take you for granted. I'm very thankful for you and the fact uh, that we can all bond over the same thing, which is NBA basketball and Sacramento Kings basketball, uh, is something that uh, I truly, truly cherish. So thank you to all of you that I have gotten the opportunity to meet and chat with at the Golden One Center this season. I look forward to hopefully meeting more of you or seeing you again at the Golden One Center for the California Classic or for next season uh, of Sacramento Kings basketball. We will be back tomorrow for the Locked on Kings podcast, so don't you worry. This is not goodbye. Uh, We have a couple more episodes before the official end of the season, and then we'll get into uh, playoff coverage and the start of what might be a very uh, lucrative and uh, crazy but fun summer for your Sacramento Kings. Until tomorrow, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.